and welcome back to another edition of the Acacia Covered Podcast brought to you by Capital Federal, our two blue partners here all season and, and all of our existence. And it's been a busy, busy, busy couple of weeks and uh, your Acacia your Covered scribes have barely survived, but we are still living and still working through cranking out all our stories and photo galleries and everything else wrapping up. What seemed like every every sport imaginable being contested with their state championships over the the last two weeks. Uh, I know I'm tired. I know the other guys are tired, but uh, it, it was a great two weeks. I mean, it's 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 the time of the season you live for anyway. And uh, and uh, guys, it was it was just a lot of travel, a lot of work, but also very rewarding seeing some of the uh, some of the high school performances we saw over these uh, over this two week period. Yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy time, and I I was on a Wichita radio show late, leading into the state track meet, and I told them it's you know for high school riders it's basically like uh, the the state track meet is kind of the comprehensive final uh, at the end of the semester that you don't get to study for. I mean, because you have everything else that leads up to it. It's 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 such a busy time, and and you know there's just so many sports, so many athletes, and and it's it's individual, it's team, it's you know there's there's a uh, uh, you know, you're bound to see records broken and no matter where you go and, and just outstanding performances. And, and I know it started uh, a couple. Well, it actually started, you know, the state coverage for us started with tennis earlier this month. But uh, here in the last two weeks, since we did our last podcast, I know, uh, you know, I know it started out with swimming for you, for you and Mac. And, and it looks like you guys saw some pretty incredible stuff up there uh, in Topeka. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the, the class 6A meet and, uh, you know, we knew going in that Free State was going to be a formidable team to uh, to try to knock off, and it was going to take the best of some of these other schools like Blue Valley North, Shawnee Mission East, Blue Valley Northwest, Blue Valley West to knock them off, and uh, and it just wasn't it wasn't meant to be. Free State was just absolutely loaded. Mac that that senior class that they had, uh, Annette uh, Annette McDonald's farewell. They they were a team that was on a mission that and just wasn't going to be denied. Yeah, and I mean, even going in and kind of knowing where they were positioned, uh, you know, they definitely look like the the favorite, and then it's just getting out there and, and getting the job done, and uh, boy, did they do that. Uh, seven of the 12 events, they take first in. Uh, they they sweep the relays, uh, end up winning by 112 points over uh, runner-up Blue Valley North, and then, uh, you know, Shawnee Mission East is that uh, – talented team every year that just didn't have those top swimmers they end up still finding a way to get a team trophy taken third and uh you know just watching that group you mentioned the seniors brady ward samantha packard uh hallie mccullough uh led the way uh ward and 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 packard get the 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 four golds uh and they end up getting to finish together on that final relay uh to get the the last one for for both them their final swim uh it was a really great moment i think uh mccullough ends up biting the bullet just a little bit uh she doesn't get individual golds because her two races uh were with blue valley west uh annika finzen and we'll talk about that in a, a little bit with her uh just trying to sw sweep up all of the state records in 6a uh just going event to event but yeah that 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 free state getting that as the repeat getting that as the final uh you know uh 
meet for not just those seniors, but for Annette McDonald. It was also it was just kind of an all Lawrence experience because uh, to start the six day meet, uh, Pat Grazenda, uh, former coach for both Lawrence and the, the first free state uh, swim coach, uh, she was honored with her Hall of Fame. Keisha Hall of Fame induction at the very beginning. Uh, so very, very uh, emotional time, you know, even listening to McDonald after they get the victories. Uh, she she was having a hard time even in that moment of like, you know, just you got to uh, making the decision to step away. But it's hard to do when you're you have that type of you finish and you think, you know, what, could we come back next year and, 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 and try to do it one more time? And uh, but, you know, it was just a, a very amazing moment. Uh, great work from uh, that crew and, and just really fun to watch them from start to finish on that meet. Just uh, be the team in control and, and, and get the job done. Yeah, free straight was truly impressive. Uh, Brady Ward sweeps the, the distance, uh, the distance freestyles. Samantha Packard sweeps the sprint freestyles. But you know, as as dominating as Free State was as a team, I think the dominating performance was Annika Finzen of Blue Valley West, uh, a junior who is just, you know, she's going to go down in the state record books as, as one of the all-time greats and, and very well could go down as one of the great, the, maybe the greatest swimmer. Uh, she was a state champion the past two years in the 100 Butterfly and the 100 Back. She was the state record holder in the 100 Butterfly. And this year she decides to switch it up you know, she says, okay, I've, I've done that. I'm going to try something different. So she goes out and swims the, the 200 IM and the 100-yard 100 uh, yard breaststroke. And all she does is goes out and gets the state records in both of those events as well. Uh, Finzen swims a, 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 just a blazing time in that, uh, in that 200 IM. Gets down to two minutes, basically two minutes flat, which... That's just cruising, and she takes out what had been one of the oldest records in the book. It was Katie Avak, uh, and it's so old that I was still at the Emporia Gazette when uh, when when Katie Avak set that record back in the '90s. And so um, for her to take that down, she swims a 200.93. And you know, I talked to her about it. And she's like, "Well, I kind of wish I would have gotten under two minutes now." So you know, even, even in in doing that, uh, she wasn't uh, wasn't completely satisfied. She was happy, no question about it, but that's the part of her that makes her so great. She's always striving for more. So she goes a 2-0-0-93 to just to take that record down by about a half a second, uh, beats Free State's Hallie McCullough in that race, and then she comes back then in the 100 breaststroke and wins that one uh, handily again and again, sets the state record, goes a goes a 101.37 to, uh, to wipe away the state record in, in that event, and so... Finzen was your 6A athlete of the meet, and uh, you know there were some really good candidates to to be that this year. You also had, like I said, Ward and, and Packard were both double gold winners, and you had Ella Hansen from Mill Valley. You know she's been kind of looking and looking to to get that state title throughout her career, and she finally gets it. Um, she wins the hundred butterfly, and in doing so, she also ties Annika Finzen's state record from last year in that with a 54.36. So. Um, I talked to Ella. She'll be back next year. Annika will be back next year. And I said, hey, maybe we should have the uh, the showdown for the 100 Butterfly title next year. And both of them, I think, are, are possibly looking forward to that. Hanson said she really would like to see Finzen come back down. And I'm sure Finzen would like to say, hey, that record's mine, not yours. And so uh, if Finzen decides to go back to the 100 Butterfly next year, 
Uh, that should be a, just a whale of a race. And uh, so it was nice to see uh, Hanson come down and finally get hers. You know, she had been in Class 5A last year and, and moved up to 6A this year and got her title. And then your other uh, state champions individually, Sophia Paduano, she actually in the pool won two races. She won the 100 free and won the 100 uh, backstroke, but she was uh, disqualified for a flinch start in the 100 freestyle, which uh, allowed Packard to get her second goal of the day. But And she was she was an emotional wreck after that race, just, I mean, just in tears on the side uh, for quite the longest time. But she uh, she showed the fortitude of a champion gathered herself and came back in the 100 backstroke and dominated that one, won by more than two seconds in 55.50. So Sophia Paduano gets one gold, uh, thought she was going to have two, and uh, gets her backstroke title after winning the 53 last year. So she's a double state champion. She'll be back next year. And then the other uh, individual championship was in diving, where Blue Valley Northwest Claire Geraltz defends her title in, in diving, winning a second straight one. She finishes with a total of 434.70 to beat uh, Topeka High's Brianna Devlin by about 28 points to win her title and get title number two. And she's just a junior, so she'll be back next year. And then uh, Class 5A, talking about underclassmen, it seemed like the entire Class 5A meet was underclassmen. It was young young kids all across the board, everywhere you looked. And I, I was... I remember shooting the sem shooting the prelims and thinking, okay, I'm going to go out and get some pictures of underclassmen here and there to kind of fill up our photo archives for next year when we're looking at swimmers to watch. I started looking at the heat sheets, and I'm like, where are all the seniors at? There just weren't hardly any seniors in Class 5 through 1A this year. But uh, another great meet, and, uh, and Mac, Blue Valley Southwest, you talked about Free State winning the team championship in 6A. Blue Valley Southwest comes through in 5a and uses their depth and uh and their strength overall to to get that uh, title done in in pretty pretty large fashion in 5a yeah and uh, that group uh, another one that uh when you're talking about those uh you know underclassmen uh being key for for blue valley southwest it was uh one key senior and and one key freshman that uh, just really pushed them uh, over the top this year. They knew going in that uh, Presley Baber was one of their top swimmers. She was pushing and pushing, really trying to break through and get that uh, first state medal. And uh, having her right next to uh, freshman Willow Winnegar, uh, those two uh, comboed up to get uh, three gold medals a, a piece and, and be able to, to really push uh, this team to to get that state title that uh, just, you know, we, we, we started going particularly as you're getting close to the end uh, and, and you're watching those, those uh, points that were really close and it was a virtual dead heat between Southwest St. James Academy and uh, reigning champ Andover. Uh, but you knew looking at what was left, it was like, Oh, this is blue Valley Southwest uh, race. There was just holes uh, for each of the two other teams going down the stretch and blue Valley Southwest just did not have those holes and uh, they finished strong. Uh, they get, uh, you know, uh, 
some some relay finishes. Didn't get the the sweep like Free State did, uh, but we're finishing top two and 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 three in in all the relays to 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 make sure they got all of those points they could and to really pull away. They end up finishing with 270 points uh, to 217 from from runner up uh, St. James Academy, and then not too far behind Andover was at 212. So it was really uh, a, a battle for second place. Those two really going at it down the stretch. And, you know, uh, just looking at the, the, the teams where, you know, Free State will definitely be uh, trying to replace just this big crop of seniors that are, that are leaving. Uh, it'll be tough for Blue Valley Southwest to replace uh, Baber, but they have so many young swimmers that uh, had uh, amazing performances, and that goes uh, past just, just Winnegar there. So it'll be interesting to, to see what they're able to do uh, going forward. Uh, but uh, really a great performance from them, one that uh, I, I, I don't even think this made it in my story. Uh, Baber actually... Uh, hit her head on the pool uh, in warm-ups on the day, uh, uh, the final day of state. Uh, so they were a little concerned. They, they, it turns out nothing was wrong. She gets in the pool and does just fine. But uh, they were a little bit scared that uh, the, their top swimmer uh, wasn't going to be 100% the day of. And uh, nope, everything else other than that little bump, everything else uh, went to script for the Timberwolves. Yeah, Baber uh, bounces back from that and is, and is named the athlete of the meet, which obviously very deserving of, of getting it. She wins the uh, 100 freestyle title, um, barely edging out Karis Renega, or I'm sorry, yeah, edging out Karis Renega of uh, Bishop Carroll, who was a state champion a year ago. And Baber gets named the athlete of the meet, which surprised me a little bit just because typically it goes to somebody that wins two events and we did have somebody that won two girls that won two events at the state uh, state meet this year you had uh st james academy rebecca pickert she was a double champion last year she finished second to, to uh topeka west standout cadence jeffries in both the 200 and 500 this year she drops down and goes in the butterfly and wins the 100 butterfly uh beating labette county sydney meister by about a half a second and then she goes out and just dominates the 500 free, wins that thing by by uh, more than uh, more than 12 seconds to uh, take the title. So she was a double winner. And then your other double winner was Alica Howard from Wichita Trinity, who Scott wrote about earlier this year. Uh, the sophomore there just has an outstanding meet and wins the 200 IM, um, wins that in 204.22, wins that one by three seconds. And then she comes back and pulls the, a little bit of the upset and beats Baber in the uh, in the hundred yard breaststroke by nine hundredths of a second. So a thrilling finish. She wasn't sure if she had got her, but she nips her at the end. So Alica Howard would have been another uh, strong candidate to be named uh, athlete of the meet for what she did, as well as Rebecca Picker. Uh, both had outstanding meets. Uh, both just sophomores who will be back the next two years to go after some more hardware. Uh, looking at some other champions, we had freshman Lauren Vogt of Hillsborough becoming the first ever state champion in Hillsborough's short uh, history of having a swim program. She goes out and wins the 50 freestyle, uh, and, you know, she was really excited about that, uh, you know, being the first ever in her school to do it, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot to come from her with just being a freshman. A couple of other seniors uh, are state champions uh, Andover's Emma Todd comes back 
talked to her. Great story. She she had a broken back a couple years ago from years of years of wear and tear and gymnastics. Was in a was in a back brace for eight months. Had a surgery, and she comes comes back. Takes up diving this year or last year. Uh, really at her mom's request. She wasn't really interested in doing it. Her mom said, you got you to gotta do this. You need to do it. She wins the state diving championship by four points over defending champion Emma Holt in the St. James Academy to get that title. And then, I'm sorry, uh, Labette County uh, senior Sydney Meister uh, wins the 100 backstroke. She won it two years ago, got nipped last year by Andover's Mari Griffin, and uh, she comes back and gets Griffin this year to win the title. So, uh, those were your chance, and Andover also wins the 200 medley relay for the second straight year. Uh, all underclassmen on that relay. They had to replace a, uh, a standout senior in Natalie Nugent from last year, but uh, they do it with all sophomores. Their entire their entire relay team was all sophomores with Mari Griffin, Kirsten Elliott, Sophia Mandanis, and Marissa Scholl. So those are your state champions from swimming. Again, your team champions were Free State in Class 6A and Blue Valley Southwest in 5A. And then it didn't take long. We turned right around and had state golf last Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Two-day events for everything but the Sand Greens. The Sand Greens was a one-day event on Monday. And I was out in Leonardville taking on, checking out that one. And Lakeside, uh, the defending champion, they just run away with the, the tournament this year. Uh, they, uh, they, they placed all five of their golfers in the top, in the top 15. Uh, I think maybe even all in the top 10. I mean, they just had a... Uh, had a great, uh, great performance, and Lakeside just runs away with uh, with the Saint Green State Championship there. But uh, the the two day tournaments, great, uh, great, I'm sorry, great, um, great performances across the board there uh, in terms of some thrilling finishes to go into playoffs type stuff. You got a uh, state record in Class Five A. We'll start just start at Six A, and Mac, you were at Class Six A. Going down, uh, go down six A, and and what did you see down in Newton? Some good golf down there. Yeah, just uh, a lot of uh, really close competition, both uh, on the individual leaderboard and the team leaderboard, which uh, ended up uh, bearing out in the the finishes as well. We had uh, a tie for both. Uh, you have a, a playoff in the individual, and then. Uh, team leaderboard you have to go look down at the, the best score from the 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 fifth place golfer but uh in the individual it ended up uh being uh sort of a rematch of uh the 6a competition from two years ago uh when chance wrinkle uh was just a freshman and he ends up winning the the 6a title beats out uh thomas gogol of shawnee mission east by one stroke well now this year uh it was Thomas Gogol, who was kind of in the driver's seat uh, early on, and and then all of a sudden, Chance Wrinkle, uh, he was about, I think, six holes ahead of uh, Thomas Gogol uh, on, on the final day, and uh, he started to pull away, started to get a little bit of a lead, but uh, not enough to, to, to uh, keep in front of Gogol. Gogol uh, finishes up ties it up to, to, to push that, uh, playoff. And, and, as in talking with Gogol afterwards, he said, that's exactly where he wanted to be. That's the type of golf, uh, that he enjoys just having that sudden death, 
showdown. They go to uh, hole 10, and uh, it was one that uh, I think Wrinkle had uh, gotten par both times on that hole, and Gogol had uh, first day, I think he got a birdie, but second day uh, got a bogey. Uh, and, and on this one, uh, he... He comes out, gets started uh, strong, and it ends up being uh, Wrinkle that finds himself uh, in the in the bunker. And you know he he does a good job navigating it, but it gave that extra uh, stroke to 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 Gogol to just kind of uh, stride to that victory, and he ends up winning uh, that six A individual title to finish off uh, his career as a as a as a senior at Shawnee Mission East, uh, and. He also had a little bit of extra momentum because, you know, one, he was still kind of going. Uh, once he finished, he just had to jump on and, and finish that playoff. Wrinkle, as soon as he finished, he knew Gogol was coming. He went to the practice area and and, and tried to, to keep himself ready to go and, and in that mindset. But uh, Gogol, when he goes off, not only did he finish strong to force the playoff, uh, you start getting the whispers as they're looking at those team scores, and they've already figured out the math probably faster than I did uh, when they saw that tie, and they look and see that their fifth golfer had the better score. Uh, so they knew they had won that say title, and they were just looking for that sweep because uh, Shawnee Mission East, Olathe the West, 575 uh, is the, the, the final there. And let me look here and make sure I get this fifth golfer right. Uh, I believe... It was Ben Slicker with a 146, and then I think it was Ty Lastly was 147. Uh, just right down to the wire for those two. Uh, Blue Valley Northwest gets third with 578, and you know I think we all know Shawnee Mission East has uh, you know been one of those powers. Blue Valley uh, has been right there with them, so uh, just really talented teams that it, it just comes down to, you know, every shot counting and, and Johnny Mission East just had uh, a little bit more depth to, to get the job done and, and win the 6A title. Yeah, it's great golf at 6A. And then I was at the second half of Class 5A. I started my day at at, uh, at 2A at Heston and then jumped up the jumped up I-135 to, uh, to McPherson for 5A. And I saw a show. I mean, I it, – it, Basically, it was the greatest round ever played by a kid in a state championship golf uh, tournament. Uh, Bishop Carroll Sr., Noah Holtzman, University of Kansas signee, goes out in the first round, shoots a 466, not a bad score. He's one off the lead by teammate uh, Maxim, Max Farber of Bishop Carroll, who shot a five under on the first day. And and I, I was talking with Farber afterward, after the second day, and he said, you know, he had told Noah going into the tournament and after the first day, hey, I'm going to beat you. And Holtzman came back and said, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and get you. I'm gonna shoot eight under uh, on the second day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this." Well, he didn't shoot eight under. He shot nine under, a nine under sixty-one, uh, just absolutely tremendous. And the crazy thing is, he was nine under through fourteen holes, so he definitely had the fifty-nine watch going. And unlike, like most of us, where we hit fifty-nine every time we play, but then we still got to keep going. Uh, he was looking to finish on that number, and so. Uh, he, he bogeys hole 15, comes back, has an eagle putt on 16 to try to get to 10 under. Uh, never never really got it in a position where he thought he was going to make it, but uh, gave himself a tap in for a birdie on the last hole for a 9 under 61, two-day total of 13 under 127, which 
it's, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, Asher Whitaker from Cape and Mount Carmel takes second with a six under 134 that 99% of the time is going to win you a state championship. And, and he takes second. Ty Adkins of Hutchinson takes third, ties for third with Max Farber. They both finish at five under, uh, kind of flip-flopped. Uh, Ty goes even par in the first round, five under in the second round. Farber goes five under in the first round and even on the second round. And for the team title, uh, Bishop Carroll just obviously with Holtzman and Farber doing their thing, they just run away, post the lowest ever two-day team total with a 555, uh, 275 on the second day, 280 on the first day. And they win by 10 shots over over Capen and, and, and 15 over Goddard Eisenhower. So uh, Turkey Creek was set up for the taking, and the guys really took advantage of it and just played some just crazy good golf down there in Class 5A. The scores were just were just phenomenal all all uh, all both two days, and guys just under par. I think seven or eight guys finished under par. You know, nine or ten finished at even par. So. Just a just a great uh, great tournament. It's fun to see those guys go out there and really be able to attack attack pins and and really make some low scores happen. And so Class Five A was one where uh, the the fans really got their their money's worth. And then Class Four A was down at Winfield and Scott. You were down there. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't quite the birdie fest that you saw at, at Turkey Creek, but it it's still. Uh, Still rated pretty high in terms of drama, and, and uh, the Wamigo Red Raiders come out on top in the 4A team competition at, at, at Quail Ridge. Uh, they trailed by seven. They trailed defending champion Bishop Miege by seven shots after the first round, and and uh, came back and just and kind of this across the state. It was just glorious two day weather, and, and they took advantage of the conditions on day two. And and uh, basically, Coach Scott Kitch had told me that. Uh, at a 4A tournament, in his mind, 320 is is a good team score at state, a good team score for getting something done. Well, they shot 320 on the first day, came back and shot 319 on the second day, and they end up with a, a team total, uh, the Red Raiders do, of 639. Uh, they defeated Independence by two shots and Bishop Miege by three shots. Uh, each uh, Wamigo shot one shot better than Independence on both days, and it turns out to be the, the winning margin. They get top 10 finishes from a – a uh, trio of juniors, Talon White, uh, Cash Fultz, and then Spencer Hecht, who was kind of a surprise. He grabs a tie for 10th uh, after basically being the Red Raiders' sixth man most of the season. So he really came through and delivered. I, you know, Kitch was just tickled to death with the way he played. And and so Wamigo uh, uh, puts together a, a nice second-day rally and, and knocks off the defending champion, Miege, who finishes third, and, and Independence with a solid uh, solid second-place finish. And individually, uh, the title goes to to circle freshman Anderson Helmer. Uh, Helmer's the the son of uh, Butler Community College women's coach Mike Helmer. Uh, he shoots a two day total of 149 at five over par and and uh, played a pretty steady, smooth second round. Shot a one over par 73 and he needed it uh, because Tonganoxi senior Remy Baldock was right behind him, one shot back at, at 150. So uh, uh, turns out the kind of the, the the staple for the two or the the theme for the two uh, competitions down at Quail Ridge was was just the 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 close the closeness of the competition a two shot victory for Wamigo in the team competition and a one shot victory for Helmer from Circle uh, he becomes the Thunderbirds first state medalist in in history and and really caps off a great season for Circle they've got a a large group of underclassmen and hasn't really been a what you would call a golf school, so to speak, but they, they come through, qualify for state by winning a regional and, and win the league title pretty handily down here in the Wichita area. So uh, a good future lining up for circle, but uh, 
so so you know where where Brent had the 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 birdie fest at Turkey Creek, uh, mine was more kind of the the scoreboard watching down here at Quail Ridge. Yeah, and Wamigo ends up sweeping Class 4A state titles this year. The boys uh, boys get it done in the spring. The girls got it done in the fall. Uh, the boys by a narrow margin. The girls by almost a state record margin. So uh, some uh, golf capital of Class 4A this year is in Wamigo. Uh, Ricky, you were in Class 3A down at Dodge City and also saw a really good, uh, really good performance down there. Yeah, it was shaping up for a pretty dramatic finish. Uh, Santa Fe Trail's Lane Workman and Olathe Heritage Christian's Owen Evans, they were tied at 72 heading into the second day. Um, you know, Lane kind of got off to a little bit of a rough start. He bogeyed four, four and five and fell a couple shots back. But um, from that point on, uh, he was really, really locked. He was really locked in. Uh, uh you know he he birdied the next two holes and then on the back on the back nine he he had one birdie and 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 eight pars so really you know when the pressure was on he was really locked in and you know had everything working um you know owen owen was right there um you know he kept giving himself a couple a couple birdie putts that looked good and didn't miss by much but he was just maybe one or two putts from falling from really getting back into it um you know had a couple had a couple ruffles down the stretch and um you know lane was just so dialed in that he didn't get he didn't give owen much of a chance to come back so uh lane workman is your is your uh 3a champion with a two-day total of 142 he wins by four strokes um you know, he was really excited. Obviously, he came in third place last year, last year, and third place the year before that. And it, you know, just really, really played two really nice, nice rounds. Um, and for you know, Owen Evans, um, you know, a nice bounce back for him. I think he had one of his probably worst rounds of the last few years. Um, the week before at regionals, I think he shot an 85. So for him to come back and finish uh, with rounds of 72 and, and 74, and in his career as a runner-up I know he was really excited about that and uh not only that but helped um Heritage Christian win the team title um they they've only had a full team for about three years um they thought they had a pretty good chance of winning the team title last year and then um you know the second round was was rained out with them only about four strokes four strokes back so um you know they win they win the team title by uh, 22 strokes o- over Sabetha, um, Heston's third, and then uh, it, going back to the individual race, uh, Heston's uh, Camden Watterson uh, takes takes third, and uh, he's followed by Dylan Esch of Southeast Saline and uh, Jonathan Hart from Rossville. But uh, yeah, it was a really really solid tournament and. Uh, and uh, Lane Workman really, I was really impressed with his mental game. He he was really solid down the stretch. Yeah, Lane had a great year. I think the only tournament he didn't win this year was when he joined that huge field down at the Hutchinson Invitational, where it was most you know six A five A schools, and and he went down there to really test himself. But that's the only one he didn't win this year. So what a season by uh, Santa Fe Trails Lane Workman uh, to win the uh, win the state, uh, state championship Santa Fe Trail won the team title two, three years ago, not last year, but the uh, year before that. And then now uh, they got an individual state champion as well. Uh, class 2A, it was kind of a little bit of the same old, same old. Uh, Sacred Hearts had the stranglehold 
on Class 2A, and nothing changed this year. Uh, the Knights win their eighth straight state championship, and that sets a new state record. They, they have been tied with Cape and Mount Carmel, which won seven straight from 79 to 85, but uh, Sacred Heart gets their eighth straight championship, uh, plays five in the top, top 15, and uh, three in the top five to uh, win by uh, – quite a bit over uh, over Hill City. Hill City was 44 shots back. Uh, Sacred Heart posts a 597, and they get the sweep with Michael Matucci taking the individual title. So Matucci joins Cameron Shaw, Cole Elmar, Grant Heronbrook, and Brooks Brown as recent nights that uh, paired an individual state championship with a with a team title. And it was a real good battle between uh, Matucci and, and Ellenwood's Drew Hines, who's just had an outstanding career as well. And, uh, you know, both, both had a... Uh, had a trouble hole that really cost them at, at one point. Uh, Matucci had an early double bogey, but then he comes back with an eagle on number six where he kind of hits a, a scold runner from under a tree and it, and it shoots up on the green, hits the flag, and drops in. And that kind of got his round going, and he needed it because uh, Hines was on the other side of the course, and he was off to a torrid start. I mean, he was making birdies left and right, got to, uh, got to pretty good under – Early in the round, I think he was three under through four holes, something like that. But then, uh, but then he had a, a disastrous triple bogey later on in the round that uh, really cost him. And uh, and Matucci ends up ends up winning uh, the state title individually for Sacred Heart. So Sacred Heart sweeps the uh, the Class Two A titles. Uh, you know the team wins with a five ninety seven. Matucci shoots a one thirty nine, which was a one under to win by three shots over Ellen Woods, Drew Hines, and then Class One A was at Emporia, and, and Scott went there on Monday to kind of get some pictures and then uh, talk to our champions uh, from Class 1A uh, on Tuesday afterwards. Yeah, I was up there for day one, and that's when South Gray did a lot of its work. It uh, built a 14-shot lead in, in the first round of the team competition, and, and they hold on. The Rebels do hold on for a 12-shot victory over Washington County. Uh, caps an undefeated season for the Rebels. They win all the tournaments they played in, and it it, it started with a, a nice win at the Holcomb Invitational, which was played at a really nice course at Garden City's uh, Buffalo Dunes. And and uh, their top player, Junior Jackson Kane, told me that was really that was that was a, a good launching pad for their season and, and set them off on the right course. That the, the Rebels only had five players on their team. Uh, the top three are underclassmen, so it really bodes well for the future. They. They come through, and and uh, Kane finishes second uh, in the individual competition, and freshman Gavin Walls and uh, sophomore Cameron Wall also finish in the top ten. So, uh, a good nucleus for South Gray to build on for next year, and and they had a fantastic season. Uh, Kane finishes two uh, one shot behind uh, Spencer Coop from from Solomon, who uh, was the runner up in in Class One A last year at Heston. Uh, Spencer shoots a, a couple. Uh, rounds of 77 at, at Emporia Municipal to, to win the win the tournament with a 154. And the fact that he was even playing this season was just a kind of a minor miracle back in uh, – he's a multi-sport standout. And, and back in uh, January, Friday the 13th, he will tell you, uh, he, he went in for a layup in one of the Gorillas basketball games and got, got – uh, uh, or went down, the kid, kid took a charge, and he went down on top of him, broke his, his right arm in five places and and had a big cut above his eye and and uh, told me that the doctor had, had had said, you may not you may not be able to play sports again, son, because the arm was so so messed up. But he was able to, you know, I, the power of youth, he was able to heal pretty quickly and, and came back in time for the start of golf season. 
had to actually the pain persisted through that and and uh, he had to withdraw from a couple early tournaments but uh, uh, reassessed things kind of paced himself for the end of the season and, and uh, after finishing second individually last year uh, Coop gets the victory at, at Emporia and he's just a sophomore so uh, definitely some good things ahead uh, for him in fact all all the top 10 finishers in class 1a were underclassmen so uh, um, so there's definitely plenty to look forward to here in Class 1A. But, uh, yeah, beautiful weather again in Emporia and a real good tournament and just a great season for South Gray winning the team title. Yep, and as we've mentioned, uh, Lakeside captures the San Green State title. Sophomore Jace Cunningham, who, who wasn't even on the team, uh, on the varsity team last year. He couldn't crack the varsity team. He won all his JV tournaments last year. He makes varsity this year, and he wins the state title. Shoots a 3 over 69 to win by 3 over teammate Taryn Winkle, who shoots a 72. Lakeside just runs away with the team title, uh, finishing with a 299 to beat Beloit St. John's by 25 shots. So Lakeside sweeps the Sand Greens title with Jace Cunningham, the sophomore, winning the individually, and the Knights taking the title as a team. And so uh, we got through state golf with some great weather uh, for a change. You know, we didn't have to dodge the raindrops and potentially see a, a cancellation of the second day like we did last year. And, and, uh, and that moved us into the rest of the weekend, and we're going to touch on on soccer here real quick, and then we're going to come back to you with another podcast highlighting softball, baseball, and track. And at state soccer, uh, we had uh, our state champions this year were Mill Valley in Class 6A, and Ricky, you were down in Wichita checking out Mill Valley, and if I remember right, the boys won the title in the in the fall, and now the girls got the got the sweep in the uh, in the winter. Yeah, the, that was their first title for both the boys and girls program. So, you know, what a year for Mill Valley. Uh, you know, last year I was just so impressed watching the Mill Valley girls team against Aquinas. Um, if they had been playing any anybody else last year in 5A, uh, they would have been, I think they would have been state champions. Um, and then, to, but they lost uh, 2-1 to Aquinas. Um, lost a few key members off that team, but also returned a lot. And, um, you know, in the title game this year against Shawnee Mission East, there was just a lot of star, of star power in that game, a lot of really talented players. Um, somebody who really impressed me, impressed me was uh, Mill Valley's Olivia Page. Um, she's a defender, and she's a heck of a defender, but she's also really, really good on set pieces uh, and quarter kicks and free kicks. Um, she can just sky high sky and put in those and head in those uh corners and free kicks and um that's what she did um in the second half against shawnee mission east uh had a big goal to put him up 2-0 after they broke through in the first two minutes on a goal from uh, delaney rices um olivia page uh connects on a header from rices to go up 2-0 and then um they get they get a insurance, another insurance school late from Shelby Kent, but uh, they really, you know, I really thought they they pretty much controlled that game from the get go. It seemed like they dominated possession um, first half. It didn't produce any goals, but it, it's you know it seemed like they were playing well, and then uh, you know the floodgates kind of opened there, and in, in the second half. But that's that's just a really um, talented Mill Valley team. Um, they have a couple uh, K State sign uh, pages, a KU signing, and then they have a couple K State signees and uh, Delaney Rices and uh, uh, Keisha Weiss. And, uh, you know, uh, for Shawnee Mission East, obviously they have a really talented team, too. Um, their forward, um, 
Ashley Coke, I believe she entered the tournament with entered the semifinals with like 24 goals. She's going to St. Louis, um, and they they had a heck of a, a season too. Just ran into a really really talented uh, Mill Valley team, um, and then Washburn Rural was able to bounce back from their uh, 1-0 semifinal loss to Mill Valley to take third with a 4-1 win over Manhattan. But yeah, I just thought I just thought it was a really really talented field there in, in the in the final four and it made for some really really good soccer yeah great year for coach pendleton and his programs uh you know he's one of the best coaches in the state and he's he's proving it uh with where he's taken mill valley to and then class 5a and class 4-1a a lot of the uh a lot of the same of what uh what we've seen in the past and mac the ekl is is arguably the toughest soccer league in the state. I know the I know the uh, Sunflower League would would like to argue with that as well, but uh, but the EKL produces champions in both 5A and Class 4A this year. Yeah, I mean the best way to look at that is uh, a winless EKL team won a state title. Uh, not that it was a a huge surprise that Bishop Miege had pulled through to win 4-1-A, but a little bit of a surprise that uh, they weren't able to get off a victory over that really talented uh, EKL schedule. Uh, they, they had a couple close ones, but uh, ended up finishing uh, winless out of their seven league games. And, uh, but you know, it, they don't take those moments lightly. They don't lose very often. And when they do, it really uh, fires them up. And that led to them having an extremely impressive postseason. Uh, they uh, just shot through with, uh, I think the margin of postseason games was 30 to two was the, the score. Um, and, and, you know, that goes all the way through to the, the final where, they uh, ended up uh, facing uh, Wichita Trinity, and uh, you know those. You know, I, I think I had said to another reporter, you know, we were trying to figure out how that game might look, and you you don't really know. You don't know if Miege is going to have a, a game where they can get up to and just sort of ride it out. It kind of depends on what uh, the other team's able to throw at them. But uh, they ended up scoring two uh, at the very tail end of the first half, uh, two fairly early in. Uh, the, the the second half and uh, they get that 4-0 lead and uh, yeah from there they're able to, to to ride it out and and clinch their seventh consecutive state title that puts them uh, the most uh, in, in in girls soccer uh, and also uh, you know the ends up being the seventh uh, for for boys uh, soccer from the age this year as well so they're both going into next year uh, hoping to, to to get to that that eight mark and, and, and be right up there with some of the best, uh, you know, dynasties uh, in, in state history uh, across all sports. So, you know, they, they get the job done. And, and, and you know, this is a, a team that, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit uh, last year, but still true this year. Very young team. Uh, th- only three seniors. Uh, one of them, Rose uh, Linehan, was uh, one who got them scoring, got them on that goal first when they were just relentlessly attacking Wichita Trinity, couldn't get the ball in. And, uh, you know, you just knew that the, the wells were going to, uh, that the levees were going to break at some point. And it was uh, just it's a, a couple ricocheted shots, good uh, stops, but uh, ended up being uh, Linehan that uh, got a deflection and just 
barely last second got it between uh, the the goal and the defender uh, as it, it could have gone uh, out the back there. So uh, she got it rolling. But the, the the rest of it, I mean, the 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 best uh, player on the team is probably uh, Dory Latenzer. Uh, a junior forward right now who in uh, club play uh, is normally a, a, a center back, but uh, you know, Miege needed a little bit more scoring this year and uh, they went with Dory up there and, and she ends up uh, getting two goals that both were just uh, phenomenal plays that uh, she just darted past defenders uh, to, to, to get herself into position to, to, to knock it in. One of them, I mean, she took it from the midfield and just outran everybody. And uh, I think right as she got to the, the penalty box uh, and one defender caught up with her and then she just shoots it straight up past the uh, that defender and the goalie to, to get it in. So she's really talented and, and she'll be back next year. Uh, another goal from Naomi Harris, who's a sophomore, and uh, she's just uh, – you would just see times where a Trinity – player thought they had the ball and they were safe and Naomi Harris was a good 15 yards away and then once you see her start running full speed you're like she's gonna get the ball she's gonna take it and uh she did it one time where uh she went grabbed it and uh immediately uh just fired it in uh for a goal so you know she she's really talented up and down that roster and and you know if you're wondering uh whether this Miege run's gonna end uh Call your legislator because it's not going to end from this team not winning. Uh, they they have the roster to, to keep coming back. I think Class 5A is won by St. Thomas Aquinas. They get their third straight state title, beating Bishop Carroll 2-0 in the championship game. Uh, Sydney Watts, just the outstanding Vanderbilt signee. Uh, many coaches and probably most coaches in the state will tell you she's the best player in the state, hands down. Plays on the junior national national junior team. Uh, just great, uh, great player. She scores two minutes into the championship game and then gets another goal later on in the game as, as St. Thomas Aquinas beats Carroll. Uh, Aquinas beats undefeated May South 4-0 in the semifinals to get to the championship game. Bishop Carroll wins a marathon with St. James, overtime, scoreless. Uh, all the way through, they go to penalty kicks, and Carroll pulls out a 6-5 edge in the penalty kicks to get into the championship game. And... Uh, Carroll, just a great season uh, for them. I think they go 19-2, and two, uh, gave up hardly any goals all season, and their only other loss had come to Oklahoma City's uh, Bishop McGinnis High School. And so, uh, great season in Class 5A. St. Tynus Aquamans just kind of keeps it rolling, keeps doing what they do. Fit cap just in a tremendous season for them. Um, Sydney Watts, great career. Aquinas finishes the season 18-2-1 under first-year coach Dan Brown. So your state champions in soccer and 6A, Mill Valley, 5A, St. Thomas Aquinas, and 4 through 1A, it is Bishop Age. And that wraps up swimming, golf, and soccer. And we will come back to you with another podcast on baseball, softball, and state track.